On this episode, Andy is joined by the Liverpool lip himself, Earl Joseph. Welcome to the Road Home from Wrestling interview. Here in my car, I feel safest of all. I can lock all my doors, and this the only way live in cars. All right, folks, welcome back to the Road Home from Wrestling interview. And uh, my name's Andy. I'm coming to you live to tape. And today we have a very interesting guest. It is the Liverpool Lip himself, Earl Joseph. How you doing, Earl? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a genuine honor to be here. You know, um, uh, looking forward to another fantastic and salubrious conversation right here. I'm not going to pretend like I know what salubrious means, but I'm assuming it's good. I <laughs> And, uh, and, um, you know, folks are immediately going to notice your accent, but where are you, where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in my spare room, uh, in the West side of Indianapolis. Yeah. So, um, that's the big question that I had for you. Um, you're, uh, kind of a person who's kind of shown up in the Indiana territories out there and goddamn, aren't there like 5,000 promotions out there, which we'll get into. But, uh, and, and, you know, you're a guy who I haven't met in person, but I did see you at Bizarro Lucha, uh, last weekend, but you seem very busy and I didn't want to bother you. So, um, but how did you end up in Indianapolis? You're obviously not from there. Tell us a little bit about how that, that all happened. Yeah, that's normally the second question I'm asked when people say, where are you from? And they say, what the hell are you doing in Indiana? So that's normally <laughs> that's normally the sequence with which I'm used to work with. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my, my story is, uh, I suppose, maybe innocuous enough when compared to wrestling in as much as... Um, in the summer of 2016, I, I met uh, the, the woman who would become my wife um, online. We met through Facebook by pure chance. Um, and over the next couple of years, I was I was pinging back and forth between Liverpool in England and uh, Indiana. And in that time, we had uh, become engaged to be married. And we were waiting for uh, your government, your government, to uh, give the OK on a marriage visa, um, which took its time. I understand these things take their time, but it can be frustrating. Um, but it was only in the uh, 20th of November 2018 that I uh, permanently moved to Indianapolis. And uh, because of the terms and conditions of my marriage visa, which stated that I had 90 days to marry once I landed in the United States or else I was breaking the law. Um, I know it's lucky I had someone to come to, really. Otherwise, it'd be a bit of a mad dash. Um, but yeah, so we married uh, maybe December 14th, so three weeks or so after after I landed in the States. So as you can imagine, that first month, it was, was quite the whirlwind, moving to the other side of the world and then becoming a married man for the first time. Um, and all of that happened uh, 14 months ago. So uh, relatively speaking, I haven't really been in this country very long still. That is unbelievable. Um, and I, I have a weird question for you, but I'm often interested in and and I know this is strange, but how people kind of perceive time, because I would imagine that this last 14 months is the longest slash shortest time of your entire life. Does that describe it kind of well? That's the that's the most adequate way of describing it. It has been a, a whirlwind, to say the least. But there have been times, particularly when I was waiting for my green card after after being married, 
those times seem like the slowest crawl in history. Um, and I found it difficult to adjust. I, I won't lie. Um, and that's partly the reason I, I, I got into wrestling was because of that huge gap, that huge space of time in which I was waiting for something to happen. So you had nothing better to do. So you're like, oh, I'm going to start wrestling. Is that, is that kind of what, what happened here? Well, I'm, I mean, I, I suppose, I, of course, I don't want to do wrestling a disservice because it's it's not just something that's that's uh, a pick up and play hobby. No, I had always been a fan. I had been a, a fan since I was a child. Um, I'm in my mid thirties now. I, I have loved wrestling since I was four or five. It just so happened that uh, legally I couldn't work, you know, and so I had to find something to fill my time and reading and masturbation just wasn't cutting it anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know I tried doing them separately, tried doing them together, and eventually I had to do something realistic. Um, and so I just put uh, wrestling in Indianapolis into Google. You know, a couple of months after moving here, and started sifting through because I was aware, of course, that Indiana has a very storied, a very complex and rich pro wrestling history. Out of uh, out of all the states, Indiana is has, is one of the most prominent. I feel. Um, uh, in both past and present and certainly going on to the future. And it took me to, it just so happened that um, WCWO was was literally around the corner from my home. And one of the gripes I had about America was the lack of things I could walk to. There's no real, yeah. there's no such thing as walking distance in the United States. <laughs> and it was just by pure chance um, that WCWO was around the corner and it, again, just by pure chance that two days after I found them, they happened to be um, taking a new intake of students into the into the training school there. And now, just I, uh, it's, real it's, quick, I want to jump in here because I want to mention something is that, that it, it's hilarious to me that you mentioned that there's nothing that you can walk to because. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, where you absolutely have to have a car, and most Midwest cities are that way. However, I've been to Indianapolis many times and marveled that there are many things you can walk to. So, um, you know, it's just funny to me because European countries are just kind of based on bike riding and, and walking a lot more because they're smaller in general. Um, you know, it, but that's pretty awesome that you found WCWO. Now, are they in walking distance? Yeah. Yes, okay. it's it's two minutes walking distance. It was it was unreal. I thought perhaps maybe I died, and this was my my death rattle fever dream that something <laughs> was, that something was attainable like that. Um, but no, I I turned up at WCWO not knowing what to expect. Uh, certainly from an in ring perspective, of course, I I stood out like a sore thumb by virtue of my accent and total lack of experience, <laughs> and uh, got to work i started training i started learning the the absolute basics running the ropes uh, headlocks locking up um and i found it like anyone who's become involved in the business anyone who stepped inside the ring immediately it's addictive it is like uh being smacked in the back of the head and in in my case literally um and it is it is an addictive property it's it's unreal to describe it and anyone listening to this of course, most people who listen to this will be involved in the business in some way will understand what I mean. It was only uh, a couple of months into my my time with WCWO that, of course, we realized that while I um, would struggle to be an adequate wrestler, to, to put it lightly, I my talents 
lay in uh, verbalizing things. Uh, and I quickly became the announcer at WCWO. And that is the basis for what I have today. The, the career and the reputation and the uh, the potential future that I have today is all down to, to that happy accident of a uh, happy sequence of events. Well, your accent will set you apart, obviously, with the vocal type stuff. Um, and I think that having a British announcer, um, you know, or announcer with a British accent has uh, kind of makes your promotion seem a little nicer in a lot of ways, you know. Now, and folks that are listening to this uh, may not be familiar with WCWO. It's uh, kind of a long time uh, uh, place in Indianapolis. And it's a place where uh, folks that uh, listen to this show will be familiar with folks like Jonathan Wolf, Joey Owens, um, you know, the Iffy guys, Cole Radger guys like that those are kind of the folks that you see a lot at, at wcwo right that's right yeah wcwo uh, or wild championship wrestling outlaws to give it its full name is um is a fantastic and unique place it offers people uh opportunities they may not get elsewhere you you turn up you get your spot and you do your stuff and there's a regular crowd there's a core crowd of familiar faces that go every week and that's partly what helps you um, grow as a performer, seeing those same faces every week. Of course, there are new new faces that come in, but there is that core, almost family of audience that are there to watch you. And you grow as a performer with them and you grow as a person with them. My, um, my time as an announcer there, as I said, formed the foundation, the bedrock of, of what I have now and with what I will go on to achieve. And I'd had experience back home in England with performing on stage. I've been on television. I've been in plenty of bands and, and done the toilet circuit playing gigs. So what? being on stage, being the center of attention certainly was not something that was new to me. Um, but I was able to take those abilities and that experience and hone them and sharpen them at a place like WCWO. What's the toilet circuit? <laughs> Is that not the thing here? No. Uh, all right. Just the shit venues, you know? Fair enough. I got you. We we call those dive bars, I guess, here, you know, um, but uh, that's pretty great. I like that. The toilet circuit. I'm going to have to use that. Um, well, OK, so you you're you're from now. I am terrible at geography, but am I correct in saying that Liverpool is in the west of England? Is that correct? It's the northwest of England. Yes, it's just above uh, Wales. Um, it's near Manchester. Um, and it's I mean, it's about. 200 250 miles away from london which as i'm learning is nothing here uh but to us it's a good distance yeah i would imagine that uh kind of you know running the toilet circuit in england probably isn't uh driving that much but you know running the toilet circuit in america you're driving hundreds and hundreds of miles especially in a place like indiana where you know cities are really far apart you know as far as from your perspective i'm sure now are there any, you know, differences or things that are alike between West Britain or your area from up there and the United States? Oh, my God. I mean, how long have we got? <laughs> um, wow. Uh, that's a big question. Plenty. Um, there is um, just down to obviously the size of everything, um, you know, the. The the uh, the distances between things are much greater, and the differences between cities are much greater. Uh, an hour from Indianapolis south will get me to Bloomington, where obviously there is a geographical 
and um, cultural difference in as much as Bloomington is more of a, a college town and has a, a, a more sort of a gig-based and artistic vibe than perhaps Indy does. But if I were to take an hour's trip south from Liverpool, I would wind up in Manchester, which has a completely different outlook on life, different people, different accents, and a completely different history, uh, and a great immense rivalry as well. Um, so there is, there is that aspect of it. Um, one thing, and I, I brought this up with a few people, is um, I miss... <laughs> I miss public transport, man. Because um, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't drive. I didn't actually drive until I moved to the states, um, because I didn't need to. Um, because buses are plentiful. We have a, a passenger rail network, which although isn't the greatest, uh, did its job. And that's something that I completely didn't think wouldn't exist in this country, or certainly around where I live now. It's it's a shame. And, you know, every 10 years or so in America, especially if you're in the Midwest, there is a politician or someone who comes along and says, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Simpsons episode monorail. You know, it's like uh, this guy will show up and say, oh, we're going to build this light rail system that's going to go from this city to that city. And I'm in Cincinnati. Um, and, uh, recently, well, it's probably been 15 years ago or something like that. They built a light rail in the city of Cincinnati. And I was, uh, I just, I remember driving around the city and seeing empty city buses everywhere I'd look. And I thought to myself, how is this rail going to succeed when people won't even take a bus? And, uh, those, the rail has failed miserably. If you, uh, if you go anywhere and see it, it's just completely empty. And, um, you know, it's a shame we as Americans have a real hard time adjusting to that, but man, I tell you what, if I could throw my car keys away and never have to drive again, and, uh, I'd be all about that. That would be awesome. Are, are you, you know, do you find driving a hassle or do you find it something that you enjoy? Oh, I love it. I'm addicted to it. I, I will any any excuse now to go for a drive. I will. And sometimes, you know, it'll be the weekend and I'll be antsy and I'll be saying to my wife, hey, do you just want to drive around and look at stuff and waste gas? You know, let's fucking do it. You know, um, I so I, you know, I I, uh, I lament the lack of public transport. But at the same time, I've completely fallen in love with with the driving culture in this country. I just wanted to touch quickly upon your last question. Uh, similarities and differences. I feel there are some similarities in how um, people in Indiana and at some points the Midwest, because I've, I have got out a little further in the Midwest, um, and people from my part of the world, and in, in particularly Northern England and the Northwest, how they approach life and how they speak with other people, very heart on their sleeve, very upfront and honest about their feelings, and it makes communication easier. It makes achieving what you want easier. Uh, and it makes those relationships and friendships you have with people a lot easier when you know what level you're on. Uh, I'm taken aback in a good way um, by the directness of people in this part of the world. I very much appreciate it. There's no second guessing. There's no real hidden agendas. People are up front with you. And that is uh, that is a real blessing. That is a refreshing take. 
Um, I would say that probably half of our audience who are um, folks that are glass half full type people are like, yeah, he's right. And then the other half are like, oh, man, he doesn't he's naive, you know. Um, but the, here's the deal. You've been very lucky, as you said. You, you woke up from this uh, fever dream where you thought you were dying and you ended up in WCWO, as you said. And uh, you've been around some really great people. And, um, you know, we know a lot of the folks from that area that are in wrestling and they are, uh, you know, some of the best people that we know in wrestling from, you know, as far as from going to shows and, you know, doing the podcast and everything. When I see folks from that area out, they're always cool. They're always nice. Some of them are a little shy and that's about it. You know, you get what you what you see is what you get. And that's a really great benefit there. Now, have you experienced some of the bullshit politics of wrestling? And then how have you dealt with that? Because that does exist no matter where you are. Oh, whoa, oh, man, that's a that's a prickly question. Uh, well, don't, don't, don't get any heat, OK? You know, no, 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 I, I'll be honest with you um, because of my position, what I do. I am an announcer. I'm a backstage correspondent. I make videos that promote shows and, and specific workers. Uh, I'm, a, I'm the managerial consultant at New Wave Pro, which is effectively a, a general manager, an on-screen authority. I have been able to circumnavigate the worst excesses, perhaps, of the politics of pro wrestling, which I am more than aware of. I've, you know, I've read my fair share of autobiographies and biographies where people talk about the politics. I watch WCW in their dying days, so I know what <laughs> politics looks like. That's awesome. You know, when I'm watching Kevin Nash be Goldberg, that's politics in action. You know, the finger poke of doom. I've seen it. Um, but I have been very fortunate in that my position grants me the ability to not necessarily rise above it because... It's a necessity. All of human interaction is based on politics and people trying to achieve their goals at the behest uh, of others. That's generally how how things work. But I, um, while having seen things in action, I feel I've been able to to not be strictly a part of it and simply apply my talent and abilities to helping other people, which is primarily my goal. Yes, I have Damn. Earl Joseph. Yes, that is something I'm trying to promote. But you look at my videos, you look at how I interact with people at shows, it's the brand, it's the worker, it's the company, it's the show, it's the night. And more about trying to put pe other people, the region and wrestling as a whole first before anything else. And I think that is how I've managed to avoid so far the sting of politics and wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, something you said in there is absolutely tremendous. And this is one of the reasons that... I can tell you get pro wrestling. There's lots of pro wrestling people out there. There's lots of people in the business. There's lots of people that are in front of the camera, behind the camera, and some of them don't get it. And, and what they don't get is that it's not about you. It's about the entire thing. It's about promoting everybody else. I mean, you know, the Road Home from Wrestling podcast, what we do is we travel to different shows. I interview people and stuff like that. And mostly what we do is try to promote 
you know, uh, the folks that we like, the folks that we see out there, the folks that are nice to us, even some that aren't, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, my favorite wrestlers are the ones that make their opponent look amazing, you know, and, and whether it's in the ring or out of the ring, I mean, that's, that's it, you know, pro wrestling doesn't owe us anything. We owe everything to it. And if we can all kind of give, whether we're a fan, uh, a person behind the scenes, a person in the ring or an announcer, we can all give that and, and have that same attitude. That's when that real magic starts to happen. Um, now, you mentioned New Wave Pro. We're going to get to that here in a second. But there's another place uh, that has a big show coming up this Saturday, uh, which is February 29th. And uh, it's uh, Upstart Pro, and the it's like a tournament. It's a dynamic duo invitational tourney, and I couldn't find much other information about it except that Justin Kyle's going to be there. So tell me a little bit about this uh, Upstart Pro promotion, and, and let's start with where it's located. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned Justin Kyle, and if Justin Kyle's had a show, generally it's going to be worth talking about. The guy is a monster, <laughs> you know? And if he turns up, then you better you better shut the hell up and pay attention. But yeah, Upstart Pro Wrestling, um, who I uh, correspond for, and I also host the weekly Upstart Pro Review every Wednesday at Facebook at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, we are hosting the Dynamic Duo Invitational Tournament. Now, that is a huge, huge tag team tournament with a huge, huge trophy for the winners. Uh, the types of teams we're looking at, we're looking at some of the best, some of the youngest, some of the most powerful teams in uh, in Indianapolis and the wider region. We've got the original Sins turning out for this tournament. Uh, we've got the Knockout Society from Terre Haute coming in. We've got High Society, who are the current New Wave Pro Tag Team Champions as well. So there's, there's good pedigree there. We've got Halal Beefcake, who have worked separately at WWE and uh, a TNA slash Impact before. And we've also got uh, a team worth looking out for. They've been put together for this tournament. Sam Knight, who is DCCW and New Wave Pro Champion, team them up with Tane Latu under the name ZWT. Now, they won't tell us what that means, but we're just going to have to roll with it. And we've also got the Sucker Punch Club. There are 14 teams turning out for this tournament. And, you know, I've been talking about it for weeks with Upstart Pro, and we're finally, finally going to see it come to fruition on Saturday, uh, February 29th, at the Christian Park Activity Center in Indianapolis. That's 4200 English Avenue. Uh, the show runs from 5 p.m. till 8 p.m. Bell is 5, so doors are going to be around 4 o'clock. And it's only $10 general admission. Uh, and you're going to get a lot. And here's a, here's a phrase I can use now. I live in the United States. You're going to get a lot of bang, bang for your buck. All right. There you go. $10 you go. general admission for all of that pedigree, all of those teams. Justin Carl's going to be defending his Indianapolis championship against Rick Vidal. He set an open challenge and Rick Vidal was crazy slash brave enough slash foolhardy enough to answer that challenge. And then we've also got Ava Lee, who is the Indianapolis women's champion. She's defending her championship against Valerie Vermin, uh, who is a very fierce competitor. So that's going to be one to look out for. Um, but it's going to be a big top tournament. Well, that's a whole lot of names that I have not heard before. And that piques my interest. You know, I, I am a big fan of seeing people I've never seen before. And that tells you a little bit about where we've kind of focused our location as far as where we've gone to shows. And and recently we attended that Bizarre Lucha show in Indianapolis. And man, 
we loved it, and we got to see some folks from Indianapolis, some people we were familiar with, and it's kind of uh, wet my appetite to the Indianapolis wrestling scene. I think you're going to see us show up a little more there this uh, in 2020. So this uh, Upstart Pro thing, you know, we, you know, it, it sounds like something that we need to get to. Uh, now, you know, I, I love tag team wrestling. It, it's one of my favorite things ever, and a whole night of it. I mean, that's going to be tremendous, as well as Justin Kyle killing some guy as well. Um, that's always a good time. Uh, you know, that guy, man, he's something else. I really like him because. Um, he reminds me of Goldberg, but all the best parts of Goldberg, not the bad parts of Goldberg. You know, like it's like it's like if Goldberg could really wrestle. That's what this guy looks, you know, is like. What is that? Is that a pretty accurate description? Would you say? Yeah, that's something I've thought, but not something I've expressed to him because I'm sure he hears it all the time. You know, he's a big, big guy. He's got no hair and he wears black trunks. Uh, you know, your first instinct is to say, and of course he uses the spear, but. You say, you know, you are correct in what you say, man, in as much as, you know, the guy can work. He's not just power and he's not just his aesthetic. You know, he comes into the ring and he's he's pace, he's pace and power and he's presence as well. There are three P's there that I've accidentally just coined, <laughs> pace, power, presence. Yeah, um, uh, one thing that I always like about a wrestler, it doesn't matter what size they are. And, uh, you know, Macho Man's an easy example of this. Um, they work big, you know, and, and sometimes you have little guys that work big, like Atticus Kogar. I think he works big. You know, you see him and you think he's much bigger than he is. And Justin Kyle uh, works big and he's big. So it's kind of, you know, a double whammy as far as that goes. And he's always a blast. Now, um, you also have New Way Pro Steel City Madness uh, coming up on March 7th, and that's in Terra Hout, Indiana. I think I said that right. Um, and uh, and tell me about New Way Pro. It's a fairly new promotion. I know uh, you know Cole Radrick has uh, begged me to come out there quite a bit. And uh, you know the one time I was a, I, I had I was ready to go, and then it got canceled because of weather. Um, it's a little far for us as far as that goes. But tell me a little bit a New Way Pro, and tell me how awesome that setup is in person because it looks so fucking cool in the pictures yeah well i'd just like to make a couple of corrections uh the the, the englishman is going to correct the american here it's terra haute um which is french for higher ground okay um so there's your there's your little history lesson um now, in fact, the second correction I'd like to make, and I'm not admonishing you, this is just something for the listeners. New Wave Pro has actually been around for uh, quite some time. Uh, we recently had, uh, in, in January, January 11th of this year was anniversary, and it was the seventh anniversary what? show of New wow. Wave Pro. That's right. Um, now, New Wave Pro in 2020 is making a very solid push to be a very serious competitor not just in indiana not just in the midwest but nationally and internationally as well the sky is very much the limit for new wave in 2020 and they have assembled a team um, that is geared towards doing that i uh, deal as well as being the managerial consultant or, or general manager if you will given off that kind of william regal vibe uh, you know, uh, away from away from the thing, I do backstage correspondence. I'm also very heavily involved with the social media aspects. 
the uploading to YouTube, constantly talking, coming on podcasts and talking about it. It's a project worth believing in. Uh, we also have uh, the director, Con House, uh, who is another growing personality in the local scene. He is our commentator. Uh, he's also a very prominent member of the online team as well. And somebody I would recommend you get on this show because he, like me, is uh, is a renter mouth as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but we have uh, um, some we have Steel City Madness coming up on the 7th of March, as you said. And that is going to be one of the centerpieces of the new wave calendar. Uh, we are going to have uh, Sam Knight, the new wave pro champion fighting in a steel cage with Joey O'Reilly. Um, we're also going to have two huge triple threats going on. We've got Cole Radrick versus Ooh. Shiloh Greaves, Gregory Iron. Um, now, these three have been going back and forth online with their promos. Uh, you know, a real war of words has developed. And, you know, March 7th, it's all going to come down to it in the ring. And these three are going to fucking rip each other's heads off honest to god it is going to be something worth watching the other triple threat we have is uh Braden lee versus josh crane versus paragon now, now that is a very exciting mix because these are three very very distinct individuals um with different styles different approaches and different looks and that is going to be really really interesting to see and now the incentive for those guys in the triple threat matches are that the winners of each triple threat, so that's Cole, Shiloh and Gregory, and Braden, Josh and Paragon, if I may use their first names, like we're, like we're very familiar, you know. Um, they, the winners of those two triple threats in April will be going to face our ultra-rapid champion, okay? So, ultra, yeah, ultra rapid champion. Okay, that's right. Yeah, it's a it's a championship that uh, supports and promotes your quicker, your high flyers. Okay, okay. each match has a, a ten minute time limit. So, so you are you got to get the job done if you want to win that championship. You got to get the job done. The, if you, uh, the holder of the championship, if they have three successful defenses, three successful consecutive defenses of that championship. They can vacate the championship and put all their money into a shot for the big new wave pro championship as well. Wow. I, so I like is. that. I like that concept. That's pretty cool. I, I like it when uh, promotions do something different in that 10 minute time limit that uh, that really, you know, plays well to our uh, kind of, uh, you know, lack of attention span as an audience. I, I really dig that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, we've also we've got that, and also we have an ultra rapid championship match at Steel City Madness on Saturday, March seventh. That's between current champion Aaron Atlas and the shooter Freddie Hudson, who I'm very familiar with. I see him wrestle a ton, and the guy is uh, all power. You know, he moves quick, but he'll put you in a hold, and he'll try and rip your shoulder off as well. They don't call him the shooter for no fucking reason, I tell you. Yeah, we're very familiar with Freddie Hudson. He's been on this show before, as well as Cole Radrick has. And, uh, you know, Braden Lee, uh, my co-host John, that's pretty much uh, his favorite wrestler uh, that's on the indies right now. He's a big Braden Lee fan, uh, you know, and uh, that guy's brazy. You know, I don't even straight, know what he means. Brazy. That's right, straight brazy. I don't even know what it means, but he's brazy. So um, I guess you you know what it means. I don't know what it means, but it, 
you might not know what it means, but it makes sense when he walks through the curtain all of a sudden. Exactly. And that's, a, that's yeah. the sign of a good fucking gimmick. Well, you know, I tell you what, what how much are tickets to the show? Uh, that's $10 general admission. It's at the Terre Haute National Guard Armory, 3614 Maple Avenue, Terre Haute, Indiana. Another aspect of New Wave's huge, huge push uh, to become a real, genuine name and promotion on the map and not just on the indiana map not just the midwest map but the united states map is that all the shows certainly for 2020 will be at the Terre Haute national guard armory and it is a hell of a venue we have a new uh, ramp to debut we are bringing together uh, vip uh, ticket experiences for fans for shows going forward where they have meet and greets where they get to experience the show from another angle they're not just a paying customer we want to welcome them as family as well. Uh, we also have huge plans that I'm not sure I could say, but it's something worth keeping on. If you look, uh, keeping an eye on, if you keep an eye on our YouTube channel, certainly towards the end of March, that's my big, big hint to you. Something big is coming for New Wave. Um, and I suggest that all listeners and all people who are interested in any aspect of professional wrestling keep their eyes on New Wave. But that is Steel City Madness on Saturday, March 7th. New Wave Pro, Terre Haute National Guard Armory. It's going to be a hell of a show. And I don't say that just because I'm working for them. I say that as a fan, as somebody who loves wrestling and somebody who wants to inform people just where the good wrestling is. Yeah, and, and you're only paying $10 to see somebody beat up Cole Radrick. So, I mean, that is – I would pay $50 to see somebody beat up Cole Radrick easily, maybe more. Uh, well, well, you know, as uh, as the managerial consultant at New Wave, man, I can't uh, I can't take favorites. I'm a fan of Cole in and out of the ring. He's, he's a good bloke <laughs> um, and, uh, and a fantastic wrestler. Really, really oh, something yeah. to watch. Well, we've um, seen – we've so Go <laughs> No, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, we've seen him from, you know, some of his very early days. You know, uh, we've been watching Cole Radrick wrestle for over three years now. Um, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch him grow. You know, he's kind of part of the Road Home family. And uh, he's also a little piece of shit. So we like to fuck with him. So um, but uh, but anyway, I, one more question you didn't quite answer for me. This, uh, you know, I see these pictures of the New Wave Pro setup. And if you've never seen this, check it out. Go to New Wave Pro on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is. And uh, check out the setups that they have. I mean, these pictures are beautiful. And I can't imagine that. I mean, it must look even better with wrestling going on in there. I mean, tell me about that setup and how gorgeous it is. Yeah, it's man, it's sleek and it's only ever improving. I mean, you've seen from the pictures, you know, we get the lighting right. We It, it only adds to the atmosphere. The ramp um, is going to be beautiful as well. Our entranceway, it all adds a very professional sheen, you know, and that is what we are concerned with. We are obs almost obsessed as a team at New Wave with how it's put together. Um, and we are always talking about improvements, but you're right in saying it is a beautiful setup and it only adds to the occasion. It only adds to the atmosphere, the things that are going on. I would urge your listeners to, to check out and to follow New Wave Pro on both Twitter and Facebook because there are big things going on. We are always letting people know, not just about the events, not just about the promos, but we are letting people in to see the latest going on with our um, you know, with how we're shaping the ringside, how we're adding to our to our entranceway, the ticket experiences and the promotions and offers that we are given. So it's an it's not just a wrestling experience. It's going to be an immersive experience. And part of that 
as you rightfully point out, is in how the stage is set. And I don't mean the literal stage. I mean the whole event itself. You go out there and man, I, I feel it. I go out there and watch the matches um, during the show. Once I've done my bits backstage and once I've come out and, and done my bits with the show, I come out and I take it all in and you really get that big fight feel. You know, we have a fantastic announcer, Chris Abel, who really lends that sense of occasion to the show, just like Michael Buffer, just like all the great announcers, you know, um, and it's all part of the package. And that's what that's what makes New Wave such a fantastic proposition. Well, thank you for saying Michael Buffer and not Bruce Buffer. I want to punch Bruce Buffer in the face. Um, but uh, but we've, we've talked a lot about stuff that isn't Earl Joseph. So what we need to do is we need to talk about Earl Joseph because that's why you're on here. Um, and uh, you, uh, you had an ill-fated main event. Um, your first main event was uh, had, had a little problem, and I sure would like to hear the story about it because I've only heard uh, the rumors. So. The rumors. Rumors, uh, rumors that I'm a shit wrestler. Yeah, um, right. Well, yeah, it was my first. It was, um, you know, I'd uh, I'd taken some steps to work, and I I had created Lord Britannia, um, which was my gimmick. Um, I used to come to the ring. I had Union Jack tights, uh, the British flag, Union Jack. I had a British flag around my neck. I would come out to rule Britannia as my entrance theme. And I would just be this arrogant, arrogant, horrible asshole, uh, which, you know, there's not much difference between Lord Britannia and uh, and the man portraying him in that respect. Uh, no, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I got to the point where I'd, ha I'd worked a few matches and I, I was I was confident enough. You know, I'm never going to be as good as any of the names we've mentioned. Um, and I was finding I was starting to really find my feet as an announcer as a promo guy, as a video guy, as a social media guy, other aspects of wrestling. But I like to keep one foot in the ring, as it were. So we come to a show and we're in Paragon, Indiana. Uh, and it's my first main event. You know, I, I get put up there. It's a spot show. It's my first main event. And I'm pleased as punch, right? I am, I am really made up that this is happening. Um, it's a triple threat. It's myself, Nache Laveau. Uh, uh, out of Indianapolis and Ava Lee, who I mentioned uh, as the women's champion of, of Upstart Pro. Um, so the match starts and, uh, you know, the angle we run is that I, I taunt the two girls. I say they're not worthy of my time. Uh, and they, they jump me, they, they beat the shit out of me and they dump me out the ring. And I'm lying there on the boiling hot tarmac because it's outside. It's a, it's a street festival. Uh, and I can already feel blisters bubbling on my skin i swear to god and um the angle was i i get up i come round, uh, i dump one of the girls out the ring i grab the other whip them off the ropes hit a drop kick which is one of my trademark moves somehow against all the odds i can hit a fine drop kick i i would think i was like <laughs> kurt hennig or, or the rocket owen hart you know something like that now there's there's a reference that shows my age the rocket owen hart wow <laughs> um and this time for whatever reason, um, I, I perform the drop kick. I land it, but I also land directly on my right wrist. And it, uh, it, it just cannot stand up, stand up to such scrutiny. And it pops. It, it breaks with a wet pop. Um, I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I thought. And I, I turn. 
I turned to the ref immediately and my arms waving like a, like a, a windsock, you know, at an airfield. <laughs> and I, I say to the ref, I go, ah, I think it's broken. <laughs> and the, what, what can the ref do? You know, the, the ref is obviously the, mat, the, the, the show must go on. My, my opponent, not, not being fully aware of events, uh, stands over me, kicks me to the floor, <laughs> slaps me in a camel clutch, right? Um, while my wrist is, is, is like dangling off my arm, you know, uh, and it's awful. And eventually I, I sort of break out the move and I just roll out the ring. I get the hell out of there. And uh, the last thing I remember before I got in the, in the ambulance and was dosed up on morphine was one of the crowd, as I'm cradling my broken wrist, uh, I hear one of the crowd goes, hey, hey, why don't you fuck off back to England? They'll teach you how to wrestle properly. <laughs> I mean, he was right. He was right. <laughs> but, but I'll never, ever forget how that felt. Uh, um, because I, I just had this broken wrist. I'd never actually broken a bone before until that happened. Um, and I had the, I was cradling this broken wrist, and I just looked at the guy who said it and just walked off with my head down. <laughs> um, and that was the last time I ever worked in ring as a, as a wrestler. And that was... That was September 1st, 2019. Not that I remember it, but I remember. Wow. Well, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, this is one of the reasons I'm not a wrestler is that I can, it's, you know, I would break all of my bones the second it's, you know, that I did a move wrong or something like that. And, uh, man, you know, that's a shame that that fan had to give you shit on the way out. But at the same time, that's a moment and wrestling's all about moments. And I swear to God, I tell you those fans there will never forget that. And you will never forget that. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, it's, it's a real dinner party anecdote, man. I'll, I'll tell this, I'll tell that story until the day I die. You know, um, if it gets you over, like fucking use it. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Well, uh, man, you gotta be over with, uh, the listening audience at this point after that story, that's tremendous stuff. Um, we've already to told folks about upstart pro and new way pro. You can follow them on social media. I'm sure you can fill me in on that stuff, but where can folks, uh, follow, uh, the Liverpool lip Earl Joseph and see the further adventures of, uh, what you're out here doing. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm quite easily found, uh, at, the Liverpool Lip on Twitter, where I uh, dispense my cynical wisdom, but I also do a lot of promotion. Um, I'm I'm involved with a number of companies, and I also just love to to uh, what's the phrase signal boost and promote other workers and other shows um, because I believe my one of my mottos is better protected whenever collected. We must work together to achieve a common goal. Um, but yes, I can be found on Twitter at the Liverpool Lip. I can be found on Facebook under the name Earl Joseph. And I have a separate page, which is more business oriented, uh, which is just, uh, I think, Earl Joseph Cole on the Liverpool Lip. I mean, I'm not difficult to find. Ultimately, there's not many people called the Liverpool Lip online, thankfully. <laughs> um I don't maintain a, a working Instagram because I just don't have the time or the patience anymore. Um, but there is one more thing I'd like to promote, if I may. Um, it's uh, a booking that's come up very recently. Uh, I'm not sure when this show is supposed to go out, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, it's this Friday, 28th of February. 
the Liverpool Lip is going to be making his debut at Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Southern Indiana Cadillac Combat, or SICK, if you like your acronyms. That's at 412 New Albany Street in Sellersburg, Indiana. And I just received uh, the, 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 the go-to. You know, I'm told that, I, that I'm on it as of Saturday when I was working a fight or die show as well, I never stopped working. That's one thing about me. I never stopped looking for new shows and new people to work with. I'm always about that. Um, and that's taking place at Sellersburg, Indiana. You're going to see debuting at Paradigm Pro, Mance Warner. He's making his first appearance at Paradigm. Uh, and he's going to be taking on Myron Reed. And that's going to be a fucking hell of a match, man. I tell you. Uh, you've We've got Snoop Strikes, who's currently playing as trader MLW. He's going to be taking on Freddie Hudson. So uh, there's another one who gets a second mention. And we're going to see, uh, and this is a match I want people to pay attention to for reasons that will become obvious when you get down there to Sellersburg. Uh, you're going to see IFHY, and in this case it's Ali Cat, Billy Starks, and Sean Kemp taking on the Premier. That's the Kenway, Camaro Jacks, and Thomas Shire. Now that's going to be a big match to watch uh, so that's paradigm pro wrestling southern indiana cadillac combat it's going to be their biggest show yet they are putting a lot of time a lot of money and a lot of promotion into this so even if you're not in the local area man just take take a couple of hours out to drive to sellersburg because it's i think i really genuinely believe it's going to be one of those shows where you say ah fuck i wish i'd been there <laughs> Yeah, uh, we've been to many Paradigm shows. Uh, you know, I was at some of their very first shows and, you know, we've even sponsored one of their shows before. Um, very familiar with all the folks behind that. And uh, there's some really good folks at Paradigm and I'm really happy for them. They found a new building recently after having some issues, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I just really love those guys and I want them to, to succeed. Um, if folks can't make it to that, that's another one that'll be added onto IWTV and you can use the code paradigm to get, uh, I think two weeks for free and check that out, uh, when that's up there. So, uh, that's tremendous stuff, man. Um, do you have any questions for me or anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, well, no questions. I just want to say that I think you're doing a stand up job. Um, I've listened to a number of the shows in preparation, and I think I think the team, <coughs> I think the Road Home from Wrestling podcast is doing a stellar job, and they're putting the miles in, which is of course one of the prerequisites. <laughs> uh, you're literally putting the miles in. You know, it's it's Road Home by name, Road Home by nature, uh, and it's people like you and people like the podcast that form, you know, a real support strut for what the in-ring workers are trying to do. And without guys like you you know, uh, a lot of things would go unnoticed. So uh, my 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 uh, time isn't really a question, but a statement of fact when I say that you're doing a great job, you and your contemporaries. And without you, people like us would, would struggle to get out there. Well, I appreciate that. Um, we do put in the miles. It fucking sucks. But, it, you know, it's kind of the the path that we've chose. And, and like you said, the road home or living the gimmick, man. And uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's been, you know, one of the things that uh, I never get to talk about on the show is like, what are the positives? I mean, there's a lot of negatives to doing a podcast. There's, there's a lot of work, you know, but man, 
it's a it's a labor of love and i get to have great conversations with folks like you and you know hundreds of other people we were talking about cole radrick earlier i wouldn't even know cole radrick if it weren't for the show and you know we've had so many fun interactions with him uh, along with you know like i said hundreds of other people including all the folks at paradigm and a lot of the folks at these other promotions we've been talking about so you know it's pretty awesome and uh, i thank you for the kudos and, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I think that's everything uh, for me. And uh, you can obviously follow our show at the Road Home FW on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow me at Drusa for tweets. So for my guest, uh, the Liverpool Lip, Earl Joseph and me, thank you for listening.